How's it going, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Truth Defender podcast. We are coming to you from the greatest country in the world, the great state of Texas, deep in the heart of the Lone Star State, Dallas, Texas, to be more specific. Uh, thanks a lot for stopping in once again. If you guys are catching us on YouTube and you aren't already a subscriber, please consider hitting that subscribe button if you enjoy the work that we do here, as well as giving us a thumbs up and turning on that bell icon so you guys don't miss an episode in the future. Uh, if you guys are on the go and you want to check us out, as always, you can find us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, as well as iHeartRadio at Truth Defender Podcast. Uh, if you guys really, really, really enjoy what we do here, please consider sharing a link to the show with a friend, family member, colleague, anybody you like. Uh, that would really help us out as well. Spread the word. Um, also, if you guys have any questions for myself or our guests, as well as guests or topic recommendations, you can shoot us an email over at eTruthDefender1776 at gmail.com, as well as all our social media, which will be linked down below. Uh, we are on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Getter, all that good stuff. So you guys can uh, find us on there as well. Um, our next be- our next guest is coming back on again. Uh, we're really fortunate to have him back on um, for him to make time for us as well. I know he's very busy. Um, Bill Bean, which who is a world-renowned exorcist, spiritual deliverance minister, and is known as the spiritual warrior. Uh, Bill has helped hundreds of people in America, along with hundreds of others in 51 other countries. Uh, Bill Bean's Spiritual Warfare Deliverance Ministry addresses anything from curses, uh, blocks, attachments, obsession, oppression, to possession by demonic spirits. Uh, You can also find all of his work at BillJBean.com, as well as his uh, Spiritual Warrior Show, uh, Warrior Mode Show, I'm sorry, uh, on YouTube. Uh, You can find that at Bill Bean Ministries on YouTube, as well as his Instagram and Twitter uh, pages, which we'll also have linked down below, twitter.com uh, forward slash Bill Bean Ministries. Is that right? Bill yeah. Bean Ministries? Yeah. Yep. Okay. So the other one is Bill Bean Ministries as well on Instagram. So uh, without further ado, Mr. Bill Bean, how you doing, sir? I'm doing great, Brother Paul. Thank you for having me back. It's always a pleasure to be on with you. I really appreciate your time. I know we were supposed to do this a while back. Um, we had a little bit of a kind of scheduling difference, which was great because I had some other issues that I was dealing with last week as well. So it kind of all worked out, but finally God we're here. Always so. works it out. Yeah. <laughs> it all works out and you know, everything is uh, at the right time. So here we are now at the right time. Absolutely. Yeah. So it's, um, we've been kind of talking back and forth for, for a while, actually, since like the first show we had together about the, this topic that we're going to be picking up today, uh, which will be the Mandela effect. Now I've heard in passing a few times about the Mandela effect, I know kind of a little bit of what it is and how it kind of worked out. Um, but for everybody else that doesn't kind of really know what's going on, can you kind of explain what, what that entails? Yeah. And, and look, there's no other way to say this. We are in perilous times, not only in America, but the world. Um, and this is all by design. And I do believe that God is allowing the devil this short time to have his way in the world. And this is why our world is upside down and backwards now. And as part of that, this Mandela effect thing um, came to my attention, I want to say maybe four or five years ago. Um, I'm always busy. I help people from all over the world. I am busy every single day and or night and morning. I'm almost like a 24-7 operation. 
Um, but I had helped a, a lady in Scotland with the spiritual deliverance and she had sent me a message after that with a link asking, had I seen this? And it said Mandela effect and I'd heard of it, but Paul, I never dug into it. I was too busy and I was sort of annoyed by it because I was so busy. I was getting ready to delete it, the message. And God, I felt that God stopped me in my spirit and said, look at this. So I stopped. I obeyed what I felt that God was urging me to do. I put the video on. The first thing uh, this guy's talking about Isaiah eleven six, which is one of the most popular scriptures in the entire Bible. Right. There are paintings and statues and uh, little figurines made of it. Uh, you name it. Um, it's the verse that says, "In the in the lion shall lay down with the lamb." Right. Well, this guy in the video was saying that it had been changed. And I thought to myself, come on, I've got a bunch of Bibles in my house, uh, including uh, a nearly 200 year old Bible in the top of my closet here in my office. I got them all out and I laid them across my desk and I turned to Isaiah 11:6. I almost I felt like I was going to fall out. I couldn't believe what I saw. I know that scripture like the back of my hand. Sure. I'm not a Bible scholar. However, I spent several years in intense, deep biblical studies. I know the Bible very well. I know the scriptures very well. And when I looked at my Bibles in my office, in my home, in my possession, including a Bible that is nearly 200 years old, I looked and I couldn't believe that the lion laying down with the lamb was changed to the wolf the wolf. And I looked at my Bibles and I'm, I'm, I truly felt like I was going to fall out because I'm seeing something that I knew was not there. It was not there before. I know that I could tell you that with 100% certainty. And yet I'm looking at something in my Bibles. I keep a Bible right here on my desk. I have many Bibles in my home, uh, in my briefcase and got them all out and they all say the wolf. And uh, so that started it right there. I thought, okay, I, what is this? And how is this possible? It's one thing if you have books or Bibles that come out from the printer altered, you know, with words altered and scriptures or whatever, that's one thing. Right. But when we're talking about scriptures being altered in books, Bibles in our possession, that's a whole other thing. Now you're talking supernatural, quantum physics, um, fallen angel technology. This is what you're talking about. And so that started the whole thing. And um, I've written two books that have included uh, chapters about it, Stranger Than Fiction and Stranger Than Fiction 2. Okay. And in Stranger Than Fiction, uh, chapter nine here says Mandela effect. The Mandela effect is when someone has a clear memory of something that supposedly never happened in this reality, but residual evidence shows that it actually did. Uh, it was named after Nelson Mandela, who many thought had died in prison in the 1980s. According to some, his second death took place on December 5th, 2013, at age 95 while serving as president of South Africa. 
In 2012, it was discovered that the spelling of the Berenstein Bears had been changed to Berenstain Bears, mm -hmm. uh, B-E-R-E-N-S-T-A-I-N. Um, once again, to the best of my recollection, I do recall it being Berenstein Bears, you know, S-T-E-I-N. Uh, psychologists described the disconnect between our memories and realities as confabulation. The term describes a disturbance of memory, which can result in the production of fabricated or misinterpreted memories, even despite contradictory evidence. It may not even be intentionally happening, and it can be related to brain damage. That's what they say. However, I strongly disagree with that. Because just like Isaiah 11.6, I can prove that it was the lion and the lamb and not the wolf. So there are things out there that you can prove. And there are, um, and this isn't just Bible scriptures, by the way. This is happening with many different things. Worldly things, worldly names, worldly people. Um, it's happening everywhere. It's been happening uh, for quite some time now, but um, according to CERN, they're cranking things back up again. So I expect a whole new flood of these types of things to come in. Um, again, you just shake your head, Paul. You, you say, how in the world, how is this possible? Now, scripturally speaking, I'm going to uh, quote this from Amos 8, verses 11 and 12. Behold, the days come, saith the Lord thy God, that I will send a famine in the land, not a famine of bread, nor thirst for water, but of hearing the words of the Lord. And they shall wander from sea to sea, and from the north even to the east, and they shall run to and fro to seek the word of God, and shall not find it. And here we are now. So Amos 8 is very applicable to what is taking place here now. And, and what's sad and unfortunate is with these scripture changes, each generation that comes along, they're not going to know the truth. So they'll just automatically assume it was that. Uh, Revelation 1.13 now describes Jesus as transgender. Um, he wears a... Um, girt about the paps, which means a bra across the breast, and a golden girdle. Now, the scripture used to say, and I knew it very well, it described him as being a commanding officer who wore a gold sash across his chest. So now that has been traded for a girt about the paps, which means a bra across the breast. Hmm. Yeah, so it, it's... So when it comes to like Isaiah eleven six, like I so I I mean I've read the Bible and I'm not as well versed as I would like to be, and, and that's more of just my fault, you know, for not doing so. But even I was always aware of the fact that it was always the lion laid yeah. you know, with the lambs as well. And and it's I have always known there's, that there's scripture. No wolf here. Yeah, it's just, the just, lion, exactly. No wolf. Just like everybody else. I mean when if you grew up along, I mean, like in the last, I guess, so this would probably be like, well, like the last five years or so that this has kind of been more like mainstream, but yeah. um, like anyone that was born 
maybe about what, like 19, well, obviously since forever, but um, I've just always known it to be that, you know, always. And it's, yeah, so, I wasn't so the aware generation's of generations coming along now, Paul, they're not going to know any different. They're not going to know. And so when they hear someone like me talking about this, they will dismiss me as a crazy man because they don't know anything else. They, they would know it as the wolf. So therefore, if they're seeing it in print saying the wolf, then they're going to say, what's this guy Bill Bean talking about? I see it right here. Uh, he's a crazy man. And that's sad and unfortunate. Yeah, it, it is. It's just it's just odd that something so, I mean, obviously the Bible is one of the most well-known books in the most history. Book yeah. in history. And it's it's weird that people have always remembered it to be one way, which is the way it was previously. And then all of a sudden they, it's like online, like I'm looking at it right here, like online and it's, it says the wolf, yeah. it, it says the wolf will live with the lamb. The leopard will lie down with the right. Queen, it's, it's preposterous. The whole thing <laughs> is altered and it's preposterous. It never said that. And this is why uh, God told us to hide the word in our hearts because he knew the day would come. And this is by his uh, authorization, by the way, because Yahweh's in control of everything including the devil and his minions. So he has given control to the devil uh, for all this to take place. So he has authorized this. And the reason that he's authorized it is, in my opinion, is this is uh, going to be the greatest test of faith. We must ignore. So this is not only the great tribulation, uh, which I absolutely believe firmly that we are in the end days. Um, this is the great deception this is part of it. So um, it is designed to confuse people. Right. So when you confuse people, you will divide them. So this is part of enemy combatant tactics to attack and to overcome. So if you can confuse, you can divide. And if you can divide, then you can conquer. Right. No, it's... That's exactly what's taking place here. It is. I mean, it is odd. I, I've heard of a lot of different, you know, things, especially now. Like I mentioned to you before we started recording, we did an episode about the Large Hadron Collider. Um, yeah. For those for everybody else that was present for that show, and and you know, whoever saw that show, it's. I mean, for I guess for quantum theory enthusiasts, or like even for quantum theory scientists, you know, for them obviously it would prove uh, the fact that that there was that the that there's evidence that the multiverse does exist that there's also obviously other like universes like on the outs on the outside of ours and what some of the people theorized at that time was when they turned on uh the large hadron collider the first time um somehow that merged other universes with our own and we're on a different timeline now and things like that so um you know the space-time continuum was obviously would have would have been disrupted if that's like an actual you know thing that happens but um what's i guess we're not scientists here so we don't know exactly how that works but um do you kind of believe that the large hadron collider had something to do with that and like now we're just kind of crossing our wires with other universes as well well i firmly believe this that if in fact yahweh is allowing hasatan satan the devil to have this time on the earth to be in control, then absolutely he is going to use through fallen angel technology, quantum physics, uh, D-wave computers, CERN, 
And, and there are many types of these CERN devices in America and all throughout the world. And so this is um, multifaceted. And in one sense, uh, it is plausible if in fact there are other universes out there. Now I've read other writings and books that state that there are 56 or 57 other universes out there that Yahweh created. I don't know that to be true uh, unless God himself tells me that then, you know, I don't know it to be true, but I have read it and, and it is possible. That's for sure. And so the devil is in the details. That's number one. And the most prominent thing about this, and it is not good. So if in fact the fallen angel technology is working through CERN and D wave quantum computers and all these different things, and if they are opening these types of dimensional doorways, it's not good because it is creating confusion and division. And there are also entities that are coming through. I'm more busy than ever before as a spiritual warrior, an exorcist, a spiritual deliverance minister, a spiritual advisor. People come to me for a variety of things, not just um, exorcisms. I, I help people. I had a session at uh, 2 a.m. this morning with a couple in New Delhi, India. Um, I help people from all over the world who have a variety of problems. And a contributing factor to these problems, in my opinion, is that these portals and dimensional doorways have been opened through such devices as CERN and D-Wave quantum computers and quantum physics and things of that nature that have loosed in opening these doors, it has loosed and allowed some of these demonic entities to come in, along with other types of cryptids that have never been seen before. But now people are seeing some of these things on a regular basis. And I do firmly believe that these types of entities are coming through some type of dimensional doorway. And this is why so many people are being affected in such a negative, adverse way. This is part of the reason why our world is upside down and backwards now because the devil is in the details and he is in control for this short time. Uh, so this is why we're having all the craziness that we're having, Paul, and all the people that are suffering in so many ways. Um, I'm firmly convinced this is why. It's, it's weird. It's, it's, so, I mean, you know, obviously, you mentioned at the beginning this all started uh with nelson mandela so you know obviously a lot of people remember that he died in prison um in the 1980s when he was in there yeah um, he obviously died in 2013 um and right off that i mean the other example you gave as well was the berenstein bears um i had always remembered it being berenstein with an e like i had yeah. like, thousands of i had hundreds not hundreds i had like, a few books I knew other people that had books and I would read them and stuff. And it was just always with an E. I never remembered it with an A. And all of a sudden, all these books show up with A's on them. Um, and it makes absolutely no sense to me because that's one of the ones that I actually remember. Like, I remember and, that one. And when you think about it, these changes are subtle. Right, right, right. But enough to make a person go, wait a minute. Was it this or was it that? And so that is creating confusion. 
So then if you and I were talking now and you say you remember it that way, and I say, no, 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 I remember it, you know, uh, the other way with the, with the A. Now we're in disagreement. We're divided through confusion, which leads to division, which again is right out of the devil's playbook of divide and conquer. So, yeah, it's still weird. It's, and that one's like the, one of the main ones. And I remember that one as well. There's obviously the one in Star Wars with, with the whole Luke, I'm your father one. Yeah. Obviously, apparently he says, no, I am your father, which I yeah. don't remember hearing that either. No, nope. um, Forrest Gump, life is like a box of chocolates. Now he says life was like a box of chocolates. The Oscar Mayer one was another one. Yeah. Um, that was, yeah, it's, it's, so it's, this is what, what, what gets to me. So obviously I remember the Berenstein Bears being spelled with an E. Now I had always physically seen it spelled that way, but say you come back like years later and you go back into your attic and you look at the book and all of a sudden the A is there. Yeah. Like what level of technology is like needed to make that change, to alter things? It's quantum it's actually, physics. It, it's quantum physics, supernatural quantum physics that is fallen angel technology. The devil was privy to these things. He held a very high position in heaven. So he was privy to some of the secrets of Yahweh, the creator of the universe. And so when he was cast out of heaven with a third of the angels, he came down here and brought that stuff with him. And now it is the, I guess, the, the right time for him to be unleashing these secrets and using them. And that's what this is, supernatural fallen angel quantum physics uh, physics technology that enables i guess he and his minions and the human minion, minions that uh, are a part of this to literally step out of reality space and time through some type of programming and this is where i guess the quantum computers come in to be able to literally take a sentence or word right and change that and and so you are taking you know one letter two letters whatever and changing that or even a whole sentence and changing that now another amazing thing and for those of you out there who have roman numeral clocks and watches take a look at them right now and you'll see more supernatural quantum physics in action because in the roman numerals you know when you're seeing the five and the six it that should be a v and now they're turned upside down into a's so look on your clock look on your watch you could even uh paul you could even punch up something right now Roman numeral clock and, and do the search and you'll see what I'm saying is true. You'll see that the V's are now A's. One up here somewhere. It's just any kind of random one now. Anything. Let's take a look here. Uh... So let me go ahead and share the screen with everyone. There are clocks um, around the world 
that it look there you go yes so these are a's now something very interesting in my own home i have a large roman numeral clock in the living room and my wife and i have had that for years for whatever reasons that one is not changed but my watches and other clocks that we have in our home with roman numerals have changed and are upside down into a's now there's no way to explain that you're talking about a physical we're not even talking about text now right. we're talking about a physical object and my watches some of them have like metal pins you know in there that represent the the roman numerals right and they are now altered and turned upside down now how is that possible <laughs> yeah and you're seeing it for yourself you just showed your viewers bless you thank that, you sorry um, about that <laughs> that um this is in fact true anybody who knows roman numerals knows that it looks like a v when it's a five and a six and they and now they're a's they're turned upside down yeah no it's <laughs> yeah for i mean obviously for people that don't really pay too much attention it's just always been that way but um you know for other people that are more astute and they you know they're hyper aware of, it, of their surroundings you know they they would notice these things more, you know more um it is weird it's just kind of I wonder if anybody's created some kind of a list of like just random things like that as well. I have a list. Do you have a whole bunch changes. of them? I have a whole website, you know, full okay. of these things that, uh, and here's the latest, uh, one of the latest things that I've come across and I'm waiting for the scriptures to be altered on this. Um, I don't even remember how I found this, but I found it. Uh, it was some story. Oh, it was a news story. That's what it was. It was a recent news story over like the last month or so saying that they found these paintings over in the Middle East, and, and I guess they're now in Europe, of Jesus performing his miracles with a magic wand. This is demonic hellish garbage because if you read the Bible, God, Yahweh, that's God's name. His name was listed 6,823 times in the Bible, replaced by the title of Lord. So wherever you see Lord in caps, that should say Yahweh. Um, Yahweh was not fond of the Magi, which means the magicians. He did not have any love for them at all because they were deceivers. Right. So if you are now presenting so-called which i think is either mandela's or just a blatant attempt to um equate jesus to nothing more than a magician a mad guy um <laughs> we see that the devil is in control here to just knock jesus down as far as possible so um so this is a little excerpt from this it says because of this possible association between the use of wands and necromancy we can presume from the many artistic representations of jesus raising lazarus with a wand that is a lie from the pits of hell uh, that certain individuals in the third and fourth century came to the conclusion 
that Jesus may have used magic or necromancy techniques when performing these types of life-giving miracles. So now this is an agenda to again displace Yahshua Jesus the Christ as the Son of God and having the power of authority and authority from Yahweh to perform these miracles, heal the sick, raise the dead, cast out demons, give the sight back to the blind, uh, raise people who are crippled. Um, you're, you're now in a worldly way, these people are trying to um, bring him down as a magician and a magi to virtually wipe him out of his position as son of God, who Yahweh would work through and works through to be a savior to save people. So none of this is good, Paul. This is all deception in the highest and lowest realms uh, to create division and confusion. I mean, for the most part, it's succeeding. Um, there's a lot of crazy stuff that's been happening. Well, I mean, there's a lot of crazy stuff that's been happening in the church for a long time. Um, for a lot of yeah. people that are that are aware of Father Malachi Martin, who was obviously, I have a lot of his books. Uh, he was in the Vatican way back when, and, you know, like in the 70s, 80s, 90s. Um, he even mentioned at that time um, that there was, you know, Satanic ritual is happening in the Vatican around the 60s, 70s. So I'm sure that a lot of that's only escalated since oh, that time. Um, and then now you have priests that are calling for, um, you know, for there to be um, Islamic prayer rooms included in the churches and for them to bring down the statues of Jesus off the, you know, off the walls and hanging yeah. the walls and all kinds of crazy I go to these churches out here. There's a lot of them out here, especially where I'm at, um, where there's no like priests, like in the priestly garb. There's nothing. They're just wearing like straight clothes, shirts, and they're having yeah. guitars on the stage and they're yep. singing. And there's like a big party and they're selling like. Paul, not- there's a reason for that. These people are entertainers now. They're not, and I'm sorry to say this, and it pains me to say it. And look, am I perfect? No. Do I claim to be perfect? No, but I'm real and authentic. And my relationship with God is real and authentic. And God really does work through me to help people. I'm nothing special, but God has worked through me to do extraordinary things for people. And I praise him for it. So that said, there are people out there and and they know who they are. And more importantly, God knows who they are. They are pretenders. And, and they are drawing thousands of people into their churches every week. And they're deceiving them. They're not feeding them spiritually. They are entertainers, so they want to entertain these people. So the people go, oh, my pastor, he was so funny. Oh, my goodness, I can't. He was telling jokes. He was really something else. I can't wait. So what? You're an entertainer. You're not a man of God feeding anybody. You are not trying to bring people closer to God and Jesus. You are entertaining them. And so you pat them on the head, send them away, and they'll come back next week and give you their hard-earned money, um, and then you'll entertain them again. And so this um, is stated in the Bible as people that uh, would literally be vomited out, that uh, God detests these types of people and what they do. And these are the very same types that would come to Jesus in that day 
And he would say to them, depart from me, you worker of iniquity, for I never knew you. And I don't wish that on anybody. But Paul, you know it as well as I do. There are many of these types of people out there. They are making millions of dollars off of gullible people. And they can tell them anything and lead them anywhere. And the people will come back for more. So you have these types of people who live on the P.T. Barnum type of philosophy. There's a sucker born every minute. And so whether you are in the church or you're in the political realms, the corporate realms, whatever it may be, if you are using that type of philosophy, then you're someone that can't be trusted because you don't have the best interest of anybody. And you certainly are not a representative of God. You are in it for yourself. And who is the, the king of selfishness? That is the devil. He is selfish. So Yahshua, Jesus the Christ, was selfless. He put everybody else before himself, even washed the feet of his disciples. It's the devil who would leave a trail of dead bodies, walk over every single one of them, and say, next, it's mm -hmm. all about him. And that is what our world is made up of now, mostly uh, of that type of selfish attitude to where it's all about me and I don't care about you or anybody else and I'm going to do what I'm going to do because I'm going to get my million or millions and that's just all there is to it and I'll entertain you I'll dance for you I'll sing for you I'll have a band there for you uh we'll give it all to you a light show and everything else we'll give you everything except for sound teaching and the way back to having a real and authentic relationship with God and his son, Yahshua, Jesus, the Christ. And it pains me to say it, Paul, but it's true. All right. Yeah, it's, it is quite unfortunate. It's, you know, I don't even, and as a Roman Catholic, it, it, it hurts me to say that I don't, I don't recognize this Pope as my, as my Pope, you know, and it's been that way, you know, ever since since Francis, but even even before him, I just don't the church doesn't represent, you know, the kind of way that I would want to live my life and the way I try to teach my, you know, my son how to live his life and, and stuff like that. It's and it's, you know, it's rough, but it's there's there's this church that I'm I'm thinking of that's out here in Plano, Texas. Um a while back this girl who was friends with my wife was always you know telling her you guys should come out to our church you know it's great and this and that blah blah so it's one time we went out you know just to kind of see what it was like and it was one of these churches it wasn't even there was no crosses anywhere like on the walls or when you walked in there was no you know statues of anybody like any kind of religious anything no crosses even up on on stage uh they even had concession stands out front they were selling food and drinks and like little shirts and all kinds of stuff and then you walk in and it was like a pit and you walk down and in the center was a stage. And then there was a priest who was wearing a buttoned up shirt and he had a guitar and they were singing songs and everybody was like dancing and this and that. And I was just like, we got to get out of here. Like, like we just left right in the middle. Good for you uh, that you were convicted yeah. in your spirit to know that that wasn't right for you and your family. So a lot was, of other people stayed. Yeah. That was the last time, you know, and out here in Texas, there's a lot of that kind of stuff, which, it was even worse, like, you know, Joel Olstein out in Houston. And it's, yeah, it's just, I don't, 
we don't, you know, we don't get, we don't get down with that kind of stuff. And, and it's not. And this, <laughs> but this is, this is happening everywhere. And yeah. this is why it's so very important. I've just asked my wife to get a copy of my book uh, so I could show it on the screen. And look, it's not that I'm trying to sell a book. If you can't afford to buy this book, then I will, you email me and I'll send you a, a free internet PDF copy. The book is called Purge. And this book, I've written nine books. And of the nine, this is the best one and my favorite one because this is a guidebook. So what Paul and I are discussing right now, um, there are many false teachers out there who are trying to lead people away from God. They're not trying to bring you to God. They're trying to lead you away from God. I'm sorry to say that, but it's true. My mission in life, and God called me to do this. I didn't choose to do it. God called me to do it. Right. So I honor that. The first thing I do is I thank God and praise God for every day. As soon as I open my eyes, that's the first thing that I do. Then I get on my knees and pray. And as part of that prayer, I ask God to work through me to be a blessing to others. I try to and strive to be a blessing to others in each and every day of my life. Every single day of my life. This is the mission. This is the calling that God has put on my life. And so if I am dedicated to Yahweh and I make him first, my wife and I make him first. He's first in all things. And we are abundantly blessed because of it. And if we could do that and be real and authentic in it, we're never going to be perfect. Nobody is perfect. We all make mistakes. However, if we're truly and having a real and authentic relationship with God, then we must strive for excellence. Because if we are uh, committed to him, we are committed to excellence. And if we are committed to excellence, then we refuse to lose. I declare victory in each and every day of my life and will do so for the rest of my life. And so I praise God, can never thank him and praise him enough for what he's done for me, uh, transforming me from victim to victor and putting this calling on my life and working through me to help people. It's the greatest feeling in the world, Paul, to know that God really worked through me to help someone and to help them to change and transform their life and move forward to have a quality of life. So this is very much a real and authentic ministry and relationship with God. So I have a responsibility and obligation to God. Therefore, I have a responsibility and obligation to my fellow man. And so as part of my objective, I have to, and we can't force anything on anybody. And I would never do that because we have free will. But if a person is out there and they're on the fence, and they are considering making God first in their life, then I can surely help them by renewing that everlasting covenant. I've done it for thousands of people and continue to do it, and I praise God for it. So it's all about being real and authentic and being a teacher and a guide, but it has to be, everything always has to be on that center line because if you go too far one way or the other, that's not good. And so I can't push people around and say, you got to do it this way or that. I wouldn't do that. But if people are coming to me for help, I can say, look, I can show you the way and I can relate to your sufferings because I've had great sufferings in my life. And so this is why God called me for this anyway, 
based on the torment and sufferings that I have endured throughout my childhood, even into my adult years. And now I'm so far removed from that. It's like it happened to somebody else. So if God would do that for me, surely he'll do it for you out there uh, who may be suffering and seeking to have a real and authentic relationship with God and Jesus Christ. There are 34,000 different Christian denominations in the world. 1,200 in the United States. I don't follow any of them. There's no man that can lead me anywhere. Only God leads me. So I was born to be a leader, not a follower. And so with people, I don't care if it's in the religious realms, the political realms. I don't follow any politician. Never will ever again. Um, uh, in any of these corporate realms, whatever it may be, I'm not trusting. I'm not putting my, the scripture tells us, don't put your trust in men. Or princes, there's no help in them. We have to put our trust in God. And so that's where my trust is. That's where my faith is, my hope, and my salvation also. And I can never thank God and praise God for the things that he continues to do for me in my life. Yeah. Yeah, as a lot of people are feeling the same way nowadays. It's um, it's kind of I mean, it's obviously very, very unfortunate that we don't have these institutions, not institutions, I would say churches, like real churches to lead, you know, our communities and such. Now it's. But Paul, it's the same thing in the political arena. We don't have yeah. and we haven't had that for a long, long time. There's no real authentic leaders. These people are it's like pro wrestling. So pro wrestling is predetermined outcomes. And and so it pits uh, a, a good guy against a bad guy. And really. <laughs> They're all in it together, working. It's the same thing in the political arena. These people act like they're against each other. They're all working together because yeah. I have discovered that in order to be in these high places on the earth, and that goes for entertainment, sports, political, uh, if you are in professional sports, which I no longer watch, um, the political arenas, entertainment industry, the corporate, you cannot be in these high places unless you are selling out. And so there is a brotherhood out there. And if you're not a part of that brotherhood, you are not going to be in those high places. That's just all there is to it. Yeah. Well, definitely more so, you know, in the, in the sports arena and, and Hollywood and it's such like, you know, oh. it's even more. It's, it's, it's um, that's crazy. But it's like, you know, as I go back to what the church is, so we moved to a new area outside, outside of Dallas almost two years now. Um, and I, we struggled to find like a new church. Obviously my son, he did his, uh, he was baptized and now we're trying to get him through like his first Holy communion and all these things. So trying to find a church that kind of sits up, you know, fits what we're looking for is almost impossible nowadays. I've, I've, I've sat through a bunch of churches like on, on the weekends just to kind of see what fits and what doesn't fit and like where we're going to end up and it's just not i'm going to even... pray for you and your family and my best advice to you would be a hebrew uh messianic type of church uh, a hebrew church that recognizes yeshua jesus the christ um that would be my advice to you now you pray about it let god guide you don't let me guide you let god guide you sure. um but you need to be where god wants to need you to be uh, with you and your family right uh we really appreciate it it's, it's 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 rough i mean you don't know where to turn to i mean we we stopped going to church like a while back it's been years since we've actually sat in a church you know for that reason we you know we hold 
teachings at home and we try mm-hmm. to read you know, to my son and then he reads the bible it's almost every night he's you know there's a few days here and there where he slacks off but um you know we try to keep him honest with that and you know sports and just trying to keep his mind clear he doesn't go to public school that's another big obstacle we have to get over praise so, yeah. god for that i mean and it's so sad to say that but yeah. um our public school system is shot in in yeah. every place around the country uh, just absolutely horrific. You know, I see these things and I say, boy, if God suddenly made me the king of everything, there'd be so many drastic changes so quickly. You just wouldn't believe it. In a week's time, we would have order restored. I could assure you of that. Um, this is just what we see taking place now in every facet, whether it's the churches, the schools, whatever it may be, it is a great decay and a great falling away of things. So the order of God is being eradicated in favor of order out of chaos. And that is right out of the devil's playbook. Yeah. If anyone's going to fill my my son's head with any kind of propaganda, it's going to be me. No, I'm just kidding. Yep. No, well, <laughs> look, you're the priest of, of your home. And you are the teacher and you are the one, you and your wife, you're responsible for the shaping and the ideals that are instilled in your children. So your role is invaluable. And I see this as well. And it pains me to say what I'm about to say. Also, there are many parents out there who are failing their children. And I'm sorry to say that, uh, but they want to be the bud and they want, they don't want to be a disciplinarian. They don't want to uh, offer any ideals or, um, hey, children, this is what we do. This is how we go about things in our life, in our household. This is the way we do it. And if if you deviate from this, there's going to be a punishment and a consequence for deviating from our way of life. A lot of people don't want to do that. They don't want to instill any type of discipline. Uh, You can do anything you want. We'll hug it out. It's okay, honey, baby, sweetheart. You're good no matter what you do. Oh, you killed that person. That's all right. Well, you'll do better next time. This is why we are where we are. One of the reasons why we are where we are as a society, because there is no consequence for the bad action. And um, so therefore, anarchy rules in a sense. And when you try, and if you, I'm sure you've noticed this, Paul, any person that stands up for good and right is vilified. And those who call evil good and good evil, um, they are celebrated. They're lifted up and they're celebrated. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's all about, you know, holding people accountable uh within reason obviously you don't want to get too crazy but it's especially when it comes to kids you you, i've seen a few instances where kids just kind of run the house and they just run all over their parents and they run it's out of order right that's completely out of order now look i i'm not uh saying uh, beat your kids and Mm -hmm. harm your kids and i'm not saying that but i am a disciplinarian it would not happen in my home i guarantee you that it would not happen i wouldn't stand for that because we, if we're in order with God, then we have to be in perfect order with everything. And hey, this is how we do things. And there's no exception to the rules and there's no bending the rules. This is how we do things. And once you instill that type of 
discipline and those ideals, then your children will start to follow along in that and say, okay, well, you know, this is what my dad said. This is how we do it. This is how we're supposed to do it. We don't do it any other way. Um, that's real school right there. That That is setting a child up for success because you're instilling discipline and order in the child from a young age. So therefore the child grows in that and then becomes a good and productive citizen. Right. Yeah, it's definitely obviously all starts in the house. Um, it's, it's like, I mean, you're military, you're, you're ex-military, you, you understand. I mean, in the military, you have certain protocols and uh, an order of things that you have to follow along. If you are not following along in those orders, well, guess what? You're in trouble. Mm-hmm. You're not yeah, going to make definitely, it. Definitely not. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, I mean, it's, it always comes down as well to, you know, obviously holding yourself accountable as well. It's, you know, there's a lot of things that myself being the head of the household can just do and get away with. Obviously, no one's going to tell me anything here at home, you know, whatever. But you try to set examples. Obviously, I try to set examples for my son, try to do things the right way when people are not looking, because I know he's watching me all 100%. As soon as I'm awake, if I'm awake and he's awake, like we're joined at the hip 24 hours a day. He's That's on great. me all day, which is great. Gets a little, gets a little over, you know, just like relax, bro. But like, you know, f- you know, for the most part, it's we're running each other all day. And I know he picks up everything that I do, everything I say, everything I eat, things See, that so I watch you're, on you're TV. Probably the main influence on his life. <laughs> yeah. So it's you got to watch. I mean, you got to hold yourself accountable, even when you think. Obviously, it's like the old adage when they say like, "What what do you do when no one's around and like no one's when you think no one's watching you." Yeah. There's always there's there's somebody watching everything yep. you do at all times and and even if it. even if it's out in public or just random people that you don't know, any rack any like act of kindness is contagious. You open yeah. the door for somebody, they do it for somebody else. You smile at somebody, you say, "Hey, what's going on?" That's like paying it forward. Like, how you doing? This and that. Like that carries on to other people. Like you you act like crap with somebody, and they're gonna be like they'll be like in a bad mood and they're going to act the same way with somebody else. Maybe they take it home to their kids. And so what does that come back to what Jesus said, treat others, how you wish to be treated. It's the golden rule, treat others, how you want and wish to be treated. It's not rocket science. Yeah. And it it carries on. It's a lot of people that think like it doesn't matter. It makes a huge difference. It just, even a kind word to somebody on the street can maybe stop them from, freaking committing suicide or going and killing Correct. somebody else or you know it's anything like it's everything it's means something paul there's no such thing as a coincidence and god brings people into our lives for a reason he takes them out for a reason too mm-hmm. but i could guarantee you that everything means something yeah no yeah, it definitely means it's a whole lot it's um i've had a lot of instances like that we it's kind of a weird thing like we we've had a lot of instances of friends here that just kind of come in and out of our lives recently in the last three four years and i for obviously you know what you just said they they come into your life for a reason and they they leave for a reason and we've had a lot of instances like that where we meet people and like other couples and and it's like after we were done we were just like what happened like why did we even talk to that person it's it was you know obviously for a reason but uh we've had a lot of those instances lately it's weird it's yeah and and these are perhaps 
God was using you to give something to them. Mm -hmm. And I pray that he worked through you to be a blessing to them. And then that time was over. So he took them out of your life. And, yeah. and so maybe that's what it is. He's working through uh, both you and your wife to be a blessing to these different types of people. But it is not meant to be or designed to be a long-term type of friendship. And therefore, they will come and they will go. Right. Yeah, it was, it was fun while it lasted. But um, yeah, so I guess one of our, one of the topics I wanted to get to before we go ahead and let you go here. Um, now, I, I remember you sent me that email yesterday about the incident with Dan Aykroyd. Um, oh, yeah. You were, you were discussing that and I was looking at it as well. I had never heard that, you know, what you had said that he had, that they were saying they had died. Um, I had, yeah. hadn't heard until you actually brought that up and I looked it up and apparently there was something to that. Um, it was kind of a weird one. <laughs> I thought maybe it was a year or two ago. I want to say maybe a year ago. I thought, now I could be wrong. I can't swear to this, but I'm reasonably sure that I saw news stories about, you know, Dan Aykroyd passing and, uh, you know, mourning Dan Aykroyd and tribute to Dan Aykroyd and all this. And then I saw a story yesterday, which I sent to you. Mm -hmm. Uh, about Dan Aykroyd uh, splitting up with his wife of 37 years, years or whatever. Yeah, yeah whatever. And then um, I went, wait a minute. I, I thought he was already gone. But there are other people like that. For instance, Billy Graham, the uh, preacher Billy Graham, who <laughs> people say uh, is now deceased for the second time. There are people who swear that Billy Graham uh, died back, I think, in the early 90s. Now, again, that's something that I'm not sure of, but people right. swear to it. And then um, I guess it was a few years ago that, uh, you know, it was announced that Billy Graham had passed away. So there are several instances of people like this where supposedly they were dead and gone, and now they're back again. So I... It's just all part of the craziness of this this whole deal. And uh, what I could say, in my opinion, with 100% certainty, is that this is all designed to create conf a confusion and division. And therefore, uh, if you are creating that, then uh, the people united are being divided and then the conquering could take place. So uh, what I would say my best advice here for everybody before we wrap this up would be to draw as close to God as you possibly can. Now is the time. And draw as close to him as you possibly can. Renew your everlasting covenant with him. If you have done things to where you feel that you're beyond redemption, get on your knees and ask God for forgiveness. But you have to be real about it. You're not going to con God. Right. So be real with God and be real with yourself. And then strive to draw as close to him as you can. Because if you're doing that, he'll draw even closer to you. And if you're out there and you need help and you don't have anybody to turn to, well, then contact me billjbean.com. You can uh, send me, email me directly from the site. I'll get back to you as quick as I can. I am super busy. I'm more busy now than I've ever been before. 
but I'm not too busy to help people. So if you're out there and you're in need and you need a session with me, uh, you, it doesn't have to be about being possessed or uh, uh, under demonic oppression. You could be under a demonic stronghold. You could be under curses, hexes, vexes, and spells. You could be under a family bloodline curse, and you could be under a curse because of legal rights through choices that you have made, bad choices. So whatever the case may be, if you need my help or you need help from somebody, don't hesitate to contact me and I'll get back to you as quickly as I can and we'll get you scheduled for a session to where you can be delivered from all of this. And then through that session, God working through me always, I will help you to renew your everlasting covenant with God and come back to him and you can start a brand new chapter and a brand new season in peace, freedom, and victory with a clean slate. And you can move forward past that. Absolutely. Yeah, we'll have obviously all the links to the website as well down below in the show notes after this is over, as well as a link to the YouTube channel, Instagram, and Twitter as well. Um, I do have a question here from one of our uh, viewers, and I'll pop it up here on sure. the screen. So it says, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. And then he asks, uh, if you ask, ask if he thinks that that's literal, shining his face. Well, first of all, thank you, Brother Anthony, and you as well. Um, and yes, the shining. Uh, so I have never seen Yahweh face to face. I've never seen his face. I'd be a liar if I said that. Um, but I can imagine that his face would be a brilliant shine because I could see his whole in my visualization. Um, I could see his whole image just being completely golden and shiny and shimmering, and perhaps Jesus as well. So if Jesus is coming to us from heaven and in the spirit, then his face might be shining in that way also. I wouldn't doubt it for a second. Paul, are you still there? Sorry about that, so everybody. Uh, I was going to say, did we have a Mandela effect there? Or? No, everything was everything came through on your end. It was fine. It was just my end for some reason. My screen cut off, and I was lost somewhere. But uh, <laughs> everything came through on your end. I was actually watching on the other screen on the other side, and I was like, oh, <laughs> "Praise God!" So, um, yeah, that was great. I mean, uh, so yeah, he was mentioning that he had an experience as well, which is why he was asking. Well. And that's wonderful. If you had a divine experience like that, Anthony, you're on the right track. And God obviously has great favor on you. So God bless you, my brother, and, and continue to move forward in what I call warrior mode, which is faith, strength, and courage. Absolutely. Yeah, it's uh, a good friend of mine, Tony. We actually served together many, many years ago. Uh, we were together in South Carolina, stationed out there together. So uh, it's been a while since I've actually had any kind of conversations with with, with him since... Since then, it's actually been fairly recently that we finally got back in touch. So, well, I love uh, hearing those kinds of accounts there, Paul. That's uh, that's yeah. very, very good and very blessed. Yeah, absolutely. It's great. Um, yeah. So, I guess 
Uh, Mr. Bean, I really appreciate the time, sir. As we kind of wind down here uh, at the end of our time together, can you go ahead and let everybody know what kind of books you have out there, where they can find them, and what you have on your plate? You know. And I want to thank you again, Paul, and God bless you and your family. I look forward to coming back with you again. We'll have more to talk about, that's for sure. There'll never be any uh, any less content and things to discuss. So, again, this is my most recent book, Purge, and this is the book that I would recommend over any of my books uh, this is the definitive book right here and you can get this book at billjbean.com and uh, visit the website you'll click a button there it'll take you to the uh, to the order form for the book and again if you're out there and you're broke and you're having real financial difficulties um, email me and i will send you a free internet copy of the book because it's that important. So thank uh, all of you out there for tuning in. God bless all of you. And uh, Paul, looking forward to coming back with you uh, again in the future for part three. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Appreciate the time. And just a kind of a side note before we go. Um, so we were talking about the Large Hadron Collider. So that hadn't run. The last time it was running was between 2015 and 2018 was the last time it was up and running. Um, they actually just had their third run which was between April 22nd and April 24th, which is about what, like three, like five days ago or so, yeah. maybe about six, yeah. six days so they're ago. Running, they're up and running again. <laughs> so everybody be on the lookout for that. If you feel that things have kind of been heading in a weird way lately, that's probably it's why. It's going to get a lot more stranger. That's for sure. You're absolutely <laughs> right. So I anticipate of seeing, uh, we'll have uh, many more Mandela's to discuss on the next uh, go around. Yeah, and thanks to um, who was it that recommended earlier? Boredom on YouTube. Uh, you're out there, appreciate it. So, apparently, there's a superconductor here in Waxahachie, Texas, which is about an hour and a half from where I'm at right now. They're all um, over America, they're, so they're uh, all over America. So, I'll be taking a trip out there, hopefully, seeing what we can see. It's like this large, like huge building. I don't think you can actually get in, but well, you know, we'll. You never know. So, <laughs> um, yeah. So, everybody, I really appreciate everybody stopping in. Uh, Mr. Bean, I appreciate it, sir, as always. Uh, My pleasure. For you, for you to take time, how your busy schedule. Um, yeah, and we'll have all the links down below, especially to the website, billjbean.com for everybody, as well as Bill Bean Ministries on YouTube, uh, at Bill Bean Ministries on Instagram, as well as Twitter. We'll have all that link down below, as well as links to the books. Everybody can go ahead and pick those up as well. Um, for everybody that's checking us out on YouTube, if you're checking us out here right now, we really appreciate you stopping in. If you guys aren't already subscribers, please consider hitting that subscribe button for us. That would really help us out, as well as giving us a thumbs up if you enjoy the work that we do here, uh, as well as turn on that bell icon so you guys don't miss an episode in the future. Uh, if you guys are on the go and you want to check us out, obviously you can catch us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, as well as iHeartRadio, as well as Amazon Music as well. That's one of the ones we're going to be up on here shortly um and if you guys have any questions for myself or our guests guests or topic recommendations obviously you can shoot us an email at deeptruthdefender1776 at gmail.com we will catch you again live on monday uh 7 p.m eastern again as uh, as well we'll be having bishop larry gators on uh on monday so you guys stay tuned for that um yeah appreciate everybody stopping in for another episode i hope you guys are having a great weekend i'm gonna go get some uh, rest. I've been in the sun all day, so that was kind of rough. But uh, maybe take a look at some of the fights going on today, and I uh, hope you guys have a great weekend. Get ready, get rested up for Monday. 
Uh, everybody stay safe out there. Stay blessed. And most of all, stay frosty, everybody. Perfect. Perfect.